0: Section twenty two of Early Rome by Wilhelm Ina. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. Chapter seventeen. War with the Etruscans. When in the beginning of the Republic the Etruscans were expelled from Latium, they did not entirely lose their hold of the country on that side of the Tiber. They continued masters of Fidenae. A strong town at a distance of but five miles from Rome. Constant hostilities seem to have gone on between the Romans and the people of Fidenae, in which the latter were usually supported by their countrymen across the Tiber, especially the Veientines. In fact, Fidenae, at an equal distance from Rome and Veii, seems to have been a military post of the latter town, a tete de pont, on the left bank of the Tiber by which the veientines were enabled whenever they liked to cross the river into latium and to harass rome and her allies by their plundering incursions it was obviously to obtain a similar footing on the etruscan side of the tiber that in 479 b c the romans determined to establish a fort on the small river cremera not far from veii such military settlements were a characteristic feature of the early wars in italy as well as greece as they enabled invaders to secure their hold on conquered districts the colonies which rome established in the course of her conquests were mainly such military posts and proved the successful means of incorporating gradually the whole peninsula in the dominion of the republic the settlement on the crimera gave rise to a popular legend not less characteristic of the early wars and of the style of the early annals than the stories of coriolanus and cincinnatus the noble house of the fabii it is said volunteered to secure rome from the inroads of the veientines they obtained the sanction of the senate for this patriotic enterprise mustered the whole strength of the house three hundred and six fighting men and marched out under the command of chiso fabius the consul to carry on the war with Veii at their own risk and expense. They built a fort on the river Cremera in the neighborhood of Veii, and sallying forth from this place of safety, they ravaged the land of the Veientines and kept them in check for two years, so that they could not think of carrying the war across the Tiber. But when, on the anniversary of a solemn festival of their family, the Fabii proceeded to offer up a sacrifice on the Quirinal Hill, the veientines disregarding the truce of the gods laid an ambush on the road to rome fell upon the fabii unawares and killed them to a man thus the whole fabian house would have been extirpated had not one boy been left behind at rome on account of his tender age when the men of his house marched out to fight the veientines this child became the ancestor of the fabii who served the state for many years as men eminent in council and in the field. The disasters of the Fabii almost proved fatal to Rome. The Veientines followed up their success, defeated a Roman army under the consul Menenius, and actually effected a lodgment on the hill Janiculus opposite Rome. They crossed the Tiber and cut off Rome from Latium. But the size and natural strength of the capital proved the safety of the Republic, The Veientines, unable to carry on a regular siege, were beaten off in a series of engagements driven from the Janiculus and compelled to seek a refuge in their own country. The war ended in an armistice for forty years, and Rome was thus enabled to direct all her strength against her inveterate enemies on the east and south. There is no reason to doubt that the legend of the Fabii on the Cremera has a foundation in fact, it was recorded, probably in the pontifical annals, that on their march to that fatal expedition the 306 men went through the right-hand arch of the porta carmentalis, and this passage was forever after held to be unlucky and was avoided by soldiers leaving the city for the field. But we must, of course, expect to find the story decked out with fictitious ornaments, and disfigured, as is usual, in the early annals of Rome by exaggerations and inconsistencies. We can discover in it, we think, the spirit of a Fabian family chronicler, who drew his information from funeral orations of the Fabian house. It all redounds to the glory of this great family. The Fabii wage war for the Republic on their own account. They number 306 fighting men, a figure palpably and foolishly exaggerated, and to make the story more telling the narrator informs us that in this large house there was just one child of an age so tender that he could not join the expedition and thus was left behind it is not necessary to point out the physical impossibility of a proportion of one boy to three hundred and six men vagaries of fancy such as this we must take into the bargain and rest thankful if the story is not altogether devoid of all elements of historical truth. The peace or truce concluded between Rome and Veii in 474 B.C. seems to have been observed faithfully on both sides. We hear of no hostilities between the two nations till 438 B.C. when the wars began which finally led to the destruction of the Etruscan city in 396 B.C. and of section twenty two.